grab a cup, settle in, and turn it up. It's time for a couple of drips. Coffee, conversation, and occasional quips. Here's your host, Chris Granger. Hello, and welcome to episode two, or lockdown 2.0 of a couple of drips. I'm your host, Chris Granger, and with me today is the wonderful, marvellous Helen Sandy. Say hello, Helen. Hello. What a lovely introduction. The wonderful, marvellous Helen Sandy. I'm, I'm going to have that as my full name now, I think. I think you should. I think you can do that by depot. How are you, Helen? How's how's lockdown 2.0 been treating you? Well, it's been it's been kind of like normal life, really. How weird's your life? It's you know, st- staying in my gym jams, watching Netflix. It's uh, what uh, what what has been your uh, viewing of choice during lockdown? Shit's Creek. What a wonderful program. I've I've never seen it. Oh, it's brilliant. Did you ever watch um, like uh, Best in Show and Spinal Tap? Uh, spinal Tap, yes. Musician, Spinal Tap, obviously. Spinal Tap, wonderful stuff. Um, it's, it's quite a lot of the uh, the people who are in Best in Show, which is the same, I can't remember the director's name, Christopher something. Christopher Nolan? No, not Christopher no, Nolan. No. No. That would have been a very weird uh, take on, on the, 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 the This is Spinal Tap with Christopher Nolan take on it. it they, they'd have had to actually make an amp that goes up to 11, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it properly. Oh, so yeah, I've been watching uh, Shit's Creek and um, Ghosts on BBC iPlayer. Which oh, I love is Ghosts. Ghosts are just amazing. Just wonderful. It's so lovely. Great cast. So, so lovely. People of, uh, of horrible history. So if you watch horrible histories with your kids, this is a little bit naughty, a little bit ruder in places. But oh my goodness, it's so funny. Yeah, I, I started watching horrible histories with my kids, but then I realised I didn't have any kids. And I thought, who are these people in my living room? <laughs> And why, why are social services involved. banging on the door all of a sudden? <laughs> I was trying to reenact about a boy, sorry. <laughs> I don't know who this kid is. I was just playing pool and he turned up and I got cool, cool new ground hair. Oh, we should do the coffee bit because uh, we, we nearly forgot bit. to do the coffee bit then. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Square Mile, uh, which is a London-based uh, company uh, started by James Hoffman. Um, I'm drinking Square Mile Coffee Roasters uh, Caballeros, uh, which is a washed processed catois variety. Um, I might have to um, look up how to pronounce that. Produced by... I'm not. I'm not going to read all of that. But basically, it's supposed to have hints of red apple, macadamia, and honeysuckle. And uh, I have to say, it's very nice. Slightly, slightly, uh, kind of dare I say, rubbery edge, like a robusta, slightly, um, but but subtly, kind of an astringency to it. Uh, but very nice. Uh, what are mm. you drinking, Helen? Well, obviously, because we are socially distancing and due to lockdown, I'm in my house. You're in your house. I'm drinking from my Barbie mug some Nescafe nice. Gold Blend, nice. a teaspoon of a heat teaspoon of the uh, freeze-dried granules nice. uh, with with hot water. Just added willy-nilly nice. to the cup, and and because uh, I'm allowed to, because I'm not in your house and you won't scream at me that we don't do milk each other. I've uh, I've had it how I like my men, white with warm. Okay, well, I mean. Yeah, there's a there's a no cream and sugar rule in my house. There really which, is. Uh, Helen is referring to there. Um, yeah, and Nescafe Gold Blend always makes me think of Anthony Head and those yep. classic TV adverts. I vaguely remember the ads for yeah. Nescafe Gold Blend. Yeah, it was the kind of will they won't they? Yeah, and then, and then they did, and they were like, ooh. Yeah, and then it just seemed right, wrong, didn't it? 
And then yeah. he was in Buffy. And what was what was all that about? Well, it turns out he was a watcher. Mm. And, and also part vampire, as he hasn't changed mm. in his appearance since the, the, the late 80s. Yeah. It just looks exactly the same. Have you seen Repo, the genetic opera? I have not, no. Oh, that's an interesting but dark kind of musical comedy. He uh, plays the repossession man in there. Basically, it's Ooh. in the future and everyone has loads of plastic surgery. It's got Paris Hilton in it, say no more. Um, and uh, I think um, the woman who married Andrew Lloyd Webber, whose name has completely escaped me. Sarah Brightman. That's the one plays Meg, this futuristic singer. Anyway, anyone, everyone has loads of surgery. She has these eyes. If you don't pay your loans on your surgery, the repo man, Anthony Head, comes and repossesses whatever organ you had transplanted. You can imagine where that goes, um, but it's very good. It sounds amazing. He's How can I watch this? In, I'll, I'll sort you out a copy. Oh, but it is... Um, oh, it's amazing. And Anthony Head is really dark, but sings fantastically in it as well. And it's Sarah just, Brighton's in it. And Sarah Brightman's in it, and Paris Hilton's in it. Um, Paris Hilton, interestingly, um, didn't... Uh, the costume department were going to sort her out with costumes, and she went, I'll just wear my own clothes, and they went, actually, they're weirder. <laughs> so they, they just let her wear her own clothes, but it's 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 amazing. Uh, my old friend Jen introduced me to that. I have her to thank oh, for that. It, but, sounds, it sounds like the sort of thing I would absolutely adore. Yeah, I and, think and you would. Enough, I've actually met Sarah Brightman's sister. Steady on. I know. Steady it's on. Like, it's a weird claim to fame. That well, that that leads me nicely. Actually, that leads me nicely into a section that I I'm going to. Um, when I was doing, I don't know if you heard episode one with Danny, but um, we were talking uh, about people we'd met, and uh, my my lovely girlfriend Kelly actually said to me, "Why don't you do a claim to fame section?" Um, nice. I haven't done a jingle for it yet, but that is something that's going to happen. So let's do a claim to fame section then, uh, Helen. Let's let's do a claim to fame. What uh, what claims to fame have you got? Uh, so as I said, I met uh, Sarah Brightman's sister Amelia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1994, we did a drama course together at, mm -hmm. uh, at Bishton, mm -hmm. and uh, and she she was lovely. And we ended up going down after the drama course to her house in a place called Milford on Sea, cool. which she lovingly referred to as God's waiting room. <laughs> and uh, I met met Sarah Brighton's mum as well, and she was just so like she's so proud of Sarah yeah. that uh, I'd gone downstairs to go and get a drink, and she was like, "Oh, you're having a lovely stay. Is everything okay?" I was like, "Oh yes, it's, it's very nice. Thank you. It's, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for letting us stay." And she was like. Would you like to have a little tour of the house? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll have a look around. You know, mm. I've got a lot of family mm. members who are estate agents, so it's in my blood to want to look around people's Absolutely. houses. Yeah. And, uh, and she opened this door that was just basically, it's like Alan Partridge when he meets a super fan. And it was just like that walking into this room. It was just wall-to-wall -wall pictures of Sarah Brightman. I was like, oh, okay, so <laughs> any, any pictures of your other daughter at all? I mean, as a sibling in that kind of situation, that that must be hard. Oh, you know, God, isn't it's, it? it's like I always, you know, you imagine being like Mick Jagger's brother or something like yeah. that. You know, you just like really or, or one of the Baldwin's. Like, which one mm. are you? Yeah, Billy. Mm. I met um, while we're doing the name dropping. Of course, um, I well, I went to see David Gilmore at the Royal Festival Hall, and I met his brother. And I remember thinking, how tough it must be to come and watch your brother on stage and all the yeah. adoring fans and people not even recognise you. That that can't be easy, can it? 
No, no, it's got to, it's got to suck. Yeah, got to suck. Definitely, uh, definitely. I'm trying to think of other claims to fame I've got. Uh, say, back in the in the very early 2000s, uh, when we could still go out and do pantomimes, uh, the Gate House had Letitia Dean, mm. uh, who's Sharon from EastEnders. Oh, uh, nice. As, as their principal boy. Nice. And she was in, so, so people who don't know Stafford, there's the, the Gate House on one side and a pub that was called the Forester and Verkin on, on the other side of the road. Lovely um, pub. Oh, it's a brilliant pub. Love that place. Wooden benches, and, full of pirates. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. And uh, and I was working merchandise on the on the show, nice. and, and she was obviously starring in the show. You know, at one point, I hate to be able to star in my own pantomime. And we'd all gone across the, the road to the pub to go and have a, a pint uh, in between shows. Yeah. And uh, and she, she crushed a cigarette off me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, with the money that she was earning, going by your own, but I thought you know better. Yeah, no, perhaps, perhaps you know, perhaps not say that, you know, or perhaps she was kind of one of these occasional smokers. You know, loveys tend to be that they tend not to smoke all the time, but then when they're when we're doing the show, darling, one one for the post show party, as it were. But it shows how long ago that was. It's like you know, we were smoking in a pub. Didn't have yeah. to go outside. Oh, God, yeah. Smoking in a pub. Do you remember that? I remember. I do, I do. I, do you remember coming back and just everything stinking of cigarettes? You're like, oh. Yeah, God. absolutely. I um I used to go down Western Supermare quite a lot, and the uh, Weatherspoons there, you could walk in and you couldn't actually see the bar for smoke when you walked yeah. in. It's weird. Wow. It's really weird to yeah. think what we used to do and be like, oh no, this is perfectly normal. Everybody spark up. Yeah. And you just have to walk through a fog of, of vape and cigarette smoke to get into a pub now, which is so much healthier. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Love, at least it smells of, like, custard or blackberries or whatever people are vaping that week now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking earlier about lockdown. Obviously, that's kind of on everyone's mind at the moment. How how has lockdown been treating you? Um, Have you you loved it? Have you hated it? I've I've neither loved nor hated it. It's just just Mm. been what we've had to do, say. Yeah. I've, I've been yeah. in, a, in a lucky position where we've we've got a nice back garden that we can walk in, so we, we haven't Lovely. been completely confined to it to a small space. And uh, very nice. Uh, I've got the internet, and I've got Netflix, and I've got Amazon Prime, and uh, access to all the nice. TV and loads of DVDs and stuff. So it, it so it wasn't it wasn't too much of a of a stretch of being like, you know, you've got to stay in your house. It was like, oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Like, I don't have to put a bra on. Fabulous. And I can stay in my jammies all day. Brilliant. Yeah. I can work from home and not have to to, to go in and, and have, to have to make tea for everybody. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you see the second lockdown coming? I, I predicted it ages oh, yeah. ago. I thought when they're locking down regions, I thought there's going to be a point where they're just going to say to everyone, no, we're just going to have to lock it down. I saw it coming for ages. Um, same, same. Some friends of mine said, "Do we need to start panic buying toilet rolls again?" And I'm like, "Don't panic no. buy that. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution." Then you know. Yeah, you, you don't need to panic buy toilet paper. You've only got one asshole, so. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I didn't understand that at all. It's like if the shops were closing and they were like, "We're, we're closing the borders. Nothing coming in at all." Then yeah. I could understand the panic buying, but it's like everyone suddenly when it's the, the week between Christmas, we need to go and buy everything because the shops will be closed for half an hour on Boxing Day. Yeah. It's like, calm down, everybody. It's going to be okay. They're still going to get the shipments coming in. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown two, lock harder. Yeah, which I'm, I'm looking forward to lockdown three, lock hard with a vengeance. Yeah, I think that'll be good. It would be lock hard with yeah. a virus, surely. Well, obviously, obviously. You or or lock, lock tight. 
or Loch Ness or, or Loch Shock and two stewing bat wings. I don't know. I mean, Ooh, nice. I've made a list of them here. Um, I, can, I feel like I need to let you say your list. Uh, I think, well, I I've only got one more, which this. is sure we locked in our homes. Like, sure we're locked in our homes. Sherlock. Home. Moving swiftly on, anyway. Moving very swiftly uh, on. <laughs> I, I guess as as someone who does stand up and things, you've kind of missed that this year. I mean, you normally Very do the Edinburgh so. Fringe, don't you? I normally do the Fringe. It's it's my favourite week of the year. I absolutely love Ed Fringe. I've and, never uh, been, and I'm so jealous because I've always oh, wanted to go. You need to. You need to. It's just the most wonderful experience ever. I'm sure people of Edinburgh are just like God. It's, it's uh, what, what month is it happening? August. <laughs> So yep. muddle my brain is every August I call the English are coming up here, the Canadians and the Americans and they're just doing up our streets and we can't go to the shops because there's tourists everywhere. Grr. But it's just such a wonderful, wonderful week. And can they get any toilet roll at the shop? Can they get any toilet roll? There's tourists everywhere. You'll have had your um, tea. It's a lovely passable impression we're both doing. Of a, yeah, of a it's very good there. and uh, non-region specific as well. Very much non-region specific, but very passable. Mm. Um, but just being able to drink all all week. So did so, you go last so, year? Did you do 2019? Yeah, yeah and it was just, it was amazing. So having, having a Bloody Mary for breakfast every day, because mm-hmm. uh, one more five a day, and, yeah. uh, and then we- averaging around about five shows a day. Nice. Did you perform at all, or were you just watching on that particular? Um, I I just watched, but I did perform at the Fringe one year. I think it was two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So I did. I did a Doctor Sicko's comedy vomit, which is a, a very weird uh, show where they want you to be really cutting edge comedy, really sick humour, and that's not the sort of thing I do. I'm, mm. I'm much more. Um, so let me talk about being a strange mum and oh. uh, my son's a bit weird and I, I like musicals um, and so the only sick joke that I could come up with that I could think about was when I was dating oh. and, uh, and I was on a dating website there's, there's many dating websites available and uh, a chap had messaged me saying he wanted to treat me like a princess oh. and I replied with what are you going to do drive me through a tunnel in Paris without a seatbelt on uh, and that that was the level of sickness that I could get to, and I felt yeah. I felt wrong. That's pretty good. I would have made some joke. Austin princess joke, but yeah, that's. Mm. I mean that that was that was good. That was and it's that, pretty sick. That was cutting. That was cutting. Yeah. So missing Edinburgh. It's not, it's not the style of comedy I like doing. No, like, no. I've heard your thing. I've heard your comedy. In fact, I mean, I've 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 got written down here New York. I mean, do you want to tell us about your last trip to New York? Oh, so that was. Um, the one and only time I've been to New York was 2012, mm. and uh, went with three other friends. Yeah, and we got to New York, mm. and we were all sharing a room. Nice. So we we're like, "This is going to be this is going to be fine because we're going to be spending." Less and that time would have been York. quite small because floor space in New York is a premium. So that yeah, that would have been was, quite a small room, I would imagine. It was a very small room. It was a double bed and two cot beds. Nice. And uh, and one toilet. So I always do a thing where I'm traveling. I know I'm going to be on a long haul flight. That yeah. I will take Senna with me. Ah, uh, yeah. A couple of those yeah. at the uh, at the airport when we landed because there's nothing worse than being bummed up. <laughs> you just you just you know, long haul flight. You just I just want a poo, but I don't know what it's going to happen. Ah, so yeah. like, I like to preempt it. Tell Senna, and I advised other people that I was traveling with to do this as well, which is a great idea if we had individual rooms. But there was four of us in one toilet. So that was that was an interesting couple of first hours of uh, I'll be wow. down in the lobby if anybody wants me, but we got settled in and we got uh, got unpacked and then um, we had to get somebody to come to our room to bring us two two cot beds 
and uh, started talking like, "So you girls all, all settled in? You're all ready for the, the for the storm? Like, what storm? What's going on?" It's like, "There's a hurricane hitting New York in the next hour or so. Uh, in the next uh, sorry, the next day or so." We were like, "What?" And this is how silly I was. I didn't realize that New York had hurricanes. I thought that was something that was just you know Florida. I didn't realize it went all the way up the East Coast. So we ended up getting stuck in New York in this tiny room for a good 48 hours once the storm hit. And it was was tetchy at times, but it was made even worse by the fact that the storm was called Hurricane Sandy. So (laughs) while trying to to make sure that everybody back home knew that I was safe and okay, they were Facebooking me memes with Sandy, go home, and everybody was like, oh, Helen, what did you do while you were over there? Oh, that that must have been a good night. (laughs) It was... It was a special night of, uh, of taking it very seriously and watching, watching the news and mm. seeing who in the news broadcast had, had annoyed somebody so they had to go and do the outside broadcast oh, down yes. by the bay, being like, it's very windy out here. I remember seeing the, I remember seeing the headline, um, Sandy Devastates New York, and I thought, fuck, she's having a good time. <laughs> it's like waking up in the morning like, what the hell did I do last night? <laughs> did I have a cigarette burning? Um, <laughs> Classic stuff. Oh. Classic stuff. But yeah, that was that was a, a holiday never to be repeated because I can't afford to do that. No. Uh, it was incredibly expensive. We, we, we'd planned to go for four days. We ended up spending 11 days there. And wow. uh, it was... It Did was, you have to change your flights and stuff? Or? Yep, I had to do all of that. And uh, having to rebook the hotel as well, because so, it was booked in my name. Yeah. And then having to go downstairs and being like, we need to extend our stay in the hotel for another five days so we can we can fly back home. And okay, that was, Madam, that was due, due to the hurricane, presumably. That was due to the hurricane. They'd be like, no problem, Adam. And what name is it? Uh, it's Sandy. Are you kidding me? He's like, no, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> you lived in Stafford. They probably know. expected you to, like, trash the hotel room or yeah. something. <laughs> Here I am, rock you like a hurricane. Beautiful, beautiful. Love yeah, it. So, so thanks to the center in that Hurricane Sandy, it was a very windy holiday, so <laughs> definitely not one to be repeated at all. Nice, nice. So talking of America, I mean, uh, it's been in the headlines a little bit recently. Yeah, so there's like a, something happened in States uh, the last couple of I days. I believe cool something's thing? gone on over there, some, some election um, or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think there was an election. I haven't really seen that much coverage of it. Yeah. Um, lols. Yeah. Uh, been glued to my TV since the Yeah, same, of, he, same here. I mean, when we heard the... What's going to happen? When, when we heard the Biden thing, I mean, we... we literally embraced and hugged and there was a small tear rolling down the face i'm, I'm not surprised i'm not it's just a huge weight lifted it's just a, like it's okay, a victory he's perfect, for but he's not trump it's a victory for humanity and by humanity i mean because a lot of people talk about you know religion and morality and stuff but at the end of the day um humanity generally is not to do with morals or religion it's just to do with being nice to your fellow man yeah, and uh, and and <laughs> everyone being treated equally and mm. I, I just i just felt wow someone who's and a little bit of de- respect and decorum as well he's a lot more presidential <laughs> if you know what if i mean that's what i'm looking forward to i don't want to get what the the American foreign policy is from a tweet, and mm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm sick and tired of of Trump calling it the lamestream media, and and just any time he was asked a question, it was like, uh, "You're being very rude. Yeah. You're being very. I'm not answering that. You're being rude." Yeah. You know? But if we didn't exactly. have free press, where would we be? You know, exactly. The press needs exactly. to be able to criticize. 
And that's that's what Trump's problem is. He cannot take any sort of criticism at all because in his mind he is amazing and bigly. I've won this election and in a way we yeah. even need to carry on counting. We got to a point where I clearly won so stop counting. We don't need to count anymore. Yeah. Do, do you remember when he, not long after he got elected, somebody said about being humble and he goes, I'm very humble. I'm one of the most humble people you can ever know. And okay. he spent, he's had four years to prove that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, you haven't really done, and, well, you know, if you look at the economy, the economy is huge. It's yeah. huge. So let's not measure how well a country's doing by how much money it's got, rather than yeah. let's look at how happy our citizens are. And I think yeah. that's that's the big scary thing with America at the moment. So I love going to the States. I've got family over in Dallas yeah. and yeah. Uh, been to Florida quite a few times, obviously been up to New York, been to LA, been to San Francisco, and I've seen all the different sort of sides of, of America. And I think the biggest thing that Biden's got to do is, is to bring that country back together because there's such a split. Yeah. It's yeah. like he won, Biden won, but not by a lot. Yeah, did it, you, it, was, it was very much a fifty-fifty split with uh, yeah. with the Americans still being yeah. you know, not overly happy with what Trump did, but you know it's better than than bringing in socialism. It's not so much and, voting Biden in as voting Trump out, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so anyone could have they could have put a koala up against Donald Trump, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. and it would like people would have voted just because it wasn't Donald Trump, you know? Yeah. But then you've got the people who are voting because it is Trump. And, you know, we like yeah. him. He tells it like it is. He says what we're all thinking. It's like, oh, crikey. Yeah. That's so does a four-year-old with no yeah. idea of social norms or graces. You know, that's, that's, or... that's not what I want from my president. Not yeah. my president, I'm English. Uh, but, uh, but from the president. Oh, we've got the same thing over here with, with Boris that uh, everyone's like, well, you know, he's just a bit silly, isn't he? And, yeah, he tells a joke. He tells it like it is. He says what we're all thinking. I, I don't want that from my my leaders. I want somebody who commands yeah. the attention when he walks into a room and has neat hair. That would be a start. Yeah, I think I think the thing because we had a lot of Northern voters who turned to Conservative because of the Brexit thing. But I think mm. it was a bit of a wake-up call for them with the lockdowns and stuff. It was like yeah. locking down the north but not the south, and it's yeah. like yeah, that's that's what happens with london-based government for you you know unfortunately yeah and so you know obviously we're not going to spend too much time talking about politics because it can be a very personal thing and it's people have the reasons for voting the way that they voted and i think thanks to facebook that's what's missing now is that we 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 don't see these people face to face we we could be having a conversation on a forum on facebook with somebody that we're never going to see we're never going to have anything to do with and because of that you feel justified and go well you're an idiot and it's like, well, that's not how we're going to get people that's to That's not to democracy. Democracy no. is okay. You've got your opinion and you're entitled to it. You know? Very much so. But I think if, you, if your opinion is that, that people are saying that uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy voting for Trump because uh, he doesn't like people of colour and I don't like people of colour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's there's a line. There's a line. Gonna, yeah, there's always <laughs> the line. But it's yeah. like, you know, we're not, we're not going to agree to disagree. You are fundamentally wrong with your ideology. And yeah. I think you need to have a little sit down and think about that. And your white yeah, privilege definitely. is showing. I mean, talking of ideology, did you did you see the footage of Trump's spiritual advisor? Oh my god, it looked like she was wanking off a spirit for Trump. It was so weird. It, it, there has been quite a lot of memes made of that, like one where she's hitting him on the head with a hammer. If you've not seen Trump's spiritual advisor, just look it up on YouTube. It, it's it's, it a, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. Um, Oh dear. Have you have you had any symptoms of anything near the near the, the virus? I haven't. No, um, I'm currently suffering with a condition called costochondritis, 
which is inflammation Lack of coffee? Of my oh, sorry. It's, it's not, not too much coffee, no. Uh, right. Not too much Nest Cafe, and you get cursed by Chris Granger for not having decent yeah, coffee. sorry. It's inflammation in my costal joint, and it's Ooh. awful. It's so painful. So I, I'm having to be super, super careful not to get COVID, because if mm. I stop, I can't sneeze at the moment without holding a pillow and, and really concentrating or trying to make it as less painful as possible. I thought uh, that was just a weak bladder. <laughs> that's the, the joy of childbirth that's what that did um there's no joy in childbirth at all so no so i'm i'm, I'm suffering a huge amount at the moment with this uh, with this condition that i'd never heard of before um mm. but i'd had like four trips up to a and e this year uh which again i'm so thankful we've got an nhs that yeah. Uh, yeah. i was sat in my office at work before lockdown happened and just started complaining of chest pain and she's going, I can't, it just really hurts. And one of my colleagues went, I'm, I'm calling an ambulance, but we're getting this, when it's chest pain, we don't, we don't have that discussion, calling the no. ambulance you're getting. No, no, this is true. This and it's great, true. and this is, this is the wonderful thing about having an NHS, because I, I know people in the States who are like, you know, if, you, if, if I'm hit, uh, or if I'm conscious, I will get to the hospital, please do not call me an ambulance, because I cannot have that other $2,000 on top of my medical bills. And I'm like, no, call the ambulance, so, yeah, I'll have a shot of morphine, thank you very much, I've got a couple yeah. of x-rays. And an EKG and an ECG and an ABC mm. and a one, two, three. Give me all the tests. It's, it's you know, well, we need to figure out what's going on here. And, and four um, A&E admissions. And we finally figured out it's costochondritis because it doesn't, oh. doesn't show up on, on x-rays. It doesn't show up in... Of course, yeah. It shows up in your bloods as, as an inflammation, but it's, oh, it sucks. Right. It's Ooh, really horrible. Sucks. Is the medication for that, or is there, there any long-term treatment? Or? There is. Um, I'm taking something called uh, amitriptyline, which is... Uh, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's to, to, to calm down pain with, with nerve pain and also uses an antidepressant. So the pain's right. still there, but I'm not sad about it. And, uh, uh, I don't know, yeah. yeah. And lots and lots of physio, so huge yeah. amounts of physio that it really hurts. But I'm being a like brave that. soldier. Yeah, morphine's like that. I had morphine when I broke my wrist, and it doesn't get rid of the pain at all. It stops you caring about yeah. it. Yeah, I had, um, uh, about f- eight years ago, I had to have my gallbladder out, um, but kept having Ooh. gallbladder attacks before they take my gallbladder out, and I mm. had morphine for the first time, and I was like, this is nice. Mm. This it's, is it's ever so weird. I remember them putting my, my wrist was twisted round, and they were pulling it back into shape. And uh, I remember watching them doing it and thinking, oh, they're pulling my wrist back and just not being aware of pain or caring and watching it, almost watching it as an out-of-body experience. It was very strange. We were talking about the the old COVID and uh, my mum actually has tested positive, which as a family, we are all quite shocked about because... I know your mum. I, yeah. I should just, I just, just to interrupt you a second. Um, I should explain. I should have done this at the top of the episode. Really, how how we know each other, um, which is it's very weird in that you were friends with my brother's girlfriend, and and I yes. knew my brother's girlfriend from a theatre company called Lookout, and yes. then we just ended up. You just kept coming over to to our house and, and hanging with my brother and, and his girlfriend and our family, just sitting in the patio in the back garden and. Yeah. Drinking all the drinks and it yeah. just oh, it was it was fun. it was a fun time. It was the nineties. I should explain to people that your dad worked for a major airline. He did. Uh, the, the, some he, would say the world's favourite airline. The world. Some would say the world's favourite airline. And I remember he he was he was like the head. He was a cabin uh, service director. Cabin service director. Yeah. That was it. Basically, the head person in in the cabin, mm-hmm. and uh, so used to get quite a bit of duty free. A huge amount of duty free. It was it was lovely. 
which is mm. why I was always very free with cigarettes when I was younger, when I smoked. Certainly don't smoke now. I remember. I remember. Uh, so you'd, you'd, get, you'd get sleeves of cigarettes, especially when you've been to Bangkok, the super cheap for tobacco. And, yes. uh, and just being very popular at college because it's like, you can have a cigarette, have a packet, have two. I mean, at least you made the most of middle school, you know. <laughs> so your mum, I mean, I, I remember your mum, and she's um, she's she's kind of a, a bit of an obsessive clean. cleaner, yeah. So how how did she? How did she? How did she? We we just don't know. So like when when we were much much younger, um, so when she was still using prams and pushchairs, she wouldn't let the pram pushchair back in the house till she detoxed the wheels just in case it ran through anything. Um, and everything is is like cleaned obsessively. Like, mm. and what's what's amazing about my mum is she's she's one of those people that that just sees mess and then boom, it's magically gone. So like, if we'd have a wild party, she'd get up before any of us, and like we'd we'd leave debris everywhere, the ashtrays and cans and <laughs> a person that we picked up on the street who was asleep under the dining room table, and you know, yeah. it just magically. Sorry gone. about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we covered you with a with a blanket. We made sure you were safe. It was nice. Um, you looked yeah, after me. She's got this. We do. we do. We look after all of our guests. Um, and we, we, she just cleans everything, and everything is magically clean. And it's just one, it's, it's, it's like uh, Trump and his COVID, it just magically disappears overnight. So, where did and she so think she caught it from? We've no idea. Absolutely no idea. So, she obviously had to call up Test and Trace. And they, they mm. were saying, Well, where do you think you've caught it from? She's like, I don't know if you talk to my family. I'm obsessively clean. Mm. So, we're, we're wondering whether my dad's. Um, got it but just not showing any symptoms because he's actually 90 percent salt gordon's gym mm. so mm. during lockdown i was doing all of their shopping for them uh while mm. they were were locked down in the house because they're both vulnerable over 70 and without yeah. a doubt every week we, we'd know what shopping list would be it'd be smoked salmon it'd be some nuts it'd be some mm. nice crumbly cheese and philadelphia and some crackers so we can have that so all the mns essential range then yeah yeah, yeah. But, but without fail it's it's always gordon's gym so we're thinking if, yeah. if this vaccine needs that extra ten percent to get it over, over the the to the the hundred percent, they might need to look at uh, at the use of gin as part of the vaccine because that's the only thing that we can think. My dad's probably been infected and has infected mine, but he's not showing any symptoms because because of the level of alcohol that is in his system. I, I think it could be a suppressant. I mean, you know, maybe there's some way of getting it in the in the body. You know, well, I, you could maybe I don't know. Can we go through the butt? Is that a thing? Is that a thing we can do? Oh, guys, isn't it going to be so nice? Just going back to Trump, isn't it going to be yeah. so nice having a press conference where they don't just say what comes into their head? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was just, I was amusing. Like, could we, I don't know, it washes the lungs. Just, just a press conference where the scientists it. aren't sitting there cringing. Yeah. Just Dr. Fauci in the background being like, oh. Yeah. Like everybody suddenly turning into to Biden in the first uh, debate. Just will you shut up, man? You could, you could just, I love you that. Could, you could just see her. She was like, "Please let the ground swallow just, me up." I didn't now. say any of that, Mister Trump, sir. That's that's another thing. We can't yeah. do any of that. Please stop it. Um, and I think that the most wonderful thing about uh, again going back to the election is his crack team, led by yeah. Rudy Giuliani, got together to fight the result of the election by calling a press conference at the Four Seasons, which Trump announced in a tweet, that he had to delete that tweet and retweet that it's Four Seasons landscaping. They met in a parking lot <laughs> next to an adult bookstore and a crematorium <laughs> to show how this crackpot legal team is going to fight an election 
where yep. 77 million people voted for Biden and 71 million voted for Trump. And you know, it's, it's not close in the Electoral College either. He, he, he was quite far ahead in the election. 290 Electoral College votes for Biden and 214 for Trump. There's been that's, some that's very bad behaviour. It's never happened before, but but it's happened to me. It's, and now it's 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 just the the votes just seem to appear like magic. It's crazy. Giuliani's quite an interesting guy because um, I had quite a bit of respect for him after nine eleven because of the way Same. he handled the city and everything was great. Yeah. And he now he's like, like a, a Trump Trump's monkey boy, and it's yeah. like, oh, I've totally lost all my respect for you. Completely but, lost, almost. And if you see the, the latest Borat as well, that uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's not how you take a radio mic off. And I don't know whether somebody told him that for a prank, uh, just to see <laughs> if he would do it, and just be like, oh, so you take off your radio mic by putting your hand in the front of your trousers? Okay, okay, I'll give it a go. While, wow. while the girl's standing in front of me, super stuff. It's like, mate, come on, come on, oh, come up with yeah. a better lie than that. Come on, just a straightforward shooting weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that's what we're doing. That's what I'm just, uh, just taking off my radio mic. Uh, you know, you're a big liar. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, just, it's so weird how, like you said, somebody can go from being so respected to just being so creepy in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, yeah. ooh, mate. Ugh. Yeah. What happened, man? What happened? Well, Trump happened. I mean, there are other parallels, um, members of the royal family, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I believe uh, Giuliani has the same thing where he doesn't sweat either. No, no ability to sweat. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I found oh, that wow. an interesting, an interesting wow. defence from from His Royal Highness. No, I'm not a sweaty man at all. No. I Must be like a dog sweat. then has to walk around with his tongue out. You know. That's and then that's probably what happened. That it accidentally fell in that young child's mouth, and mm. I was intending to do that. It's, it's a weird, <laughs> weird defence, but. Uh, it's it's nice to see that he's being fully punished for for what. Oh no, he's not. No, that's right because he's a royal. So we just we just don't we just don't talk about him anymore. Yeah. Keep well, I hear Pizza life. Express at Woking is doing very well. Yeah. I've heard this. I've heard this. I'm just what a weird segue to go from people who who touch themselves in front of minors to Pizza Express. I'm really yeah. sad that Pizza mm. Express is closing quite a lot of its uh, its um, restaurants. It's- it is a shame because it is really, really nice food. I mean, the dough balls. Let's talk about oh. the dough balls for a minute. Well, I think we need to have a, a good discussion about Pizza Express dough balls because... One of the few places that you can have the same dish as a starter or as a pudding. Yeah. Because you can have the dough balls with garlic butter for a starter or you can have them with Nutella for a pudding. I mean, exactly. You you name me one other restaurant where they can do that. Right I, now, you I, can't, can you? I can't. You can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I love a bit of Pizza Express, mainly because of the amount of offers that they do, where you can you can dine out for practically nothing. And, yeah. and I can use my club card vouchers, and again, dine out for practically nothing. Unless yeah. I'm going with my dad, and then the, the food bill is nothing, the booze bill is through the roof. So yeah. how much? Well, you know, you just had a bottle of wine. Yeah. His skill set is all around catering and presentation mm. and serving drinks and making food look wonderful. What mm. he's not very good at is DIY, but he doesn't believe that. He's got a huge amount of confidence in his DIY skills. And uh, we, we've lost count of, t- of the times that his DIY has nearly killed us. He's, he's not allowed to do anything with electronics anymore. 
not in any way, shape or form. So wow. we had a, a light that was fitted in our kitchen that shone on the, the patio that my dad put in. So he hadn't read the instructions because, you know, I didn't, I didn't need to read the instructions. He did a wire here and a wire here. And it was fine, light will come on. Marvellous. Um, oh, a good way of describing my dad, and if people watch the fast show, and there's the character who would sit in the green wing-back chair with the glass, and he would finish every one of his stories with, I freely admit that, I was very, very drunk. That's basically dad. So all of his stories will finish with, I was very, very drunk. I was in Africa, shooting sheep, ah, crazy stuff. Um, so, what was I talking about? The light in the back garden. So he installed it in the daytime, and I was still smoking back in the day. So he went into the back garden again, had a cigarette, and turned on the light, which mm. uh, was inside the house, and flew across the kitchen. And I was like, what the hell's just happened there? My mother running down, said, what's going on? What was that noise? I just turned on the outside light, Mum, and I flew across the kitchen, and it really hurt. And it's got my fingers fuzzing a little bit, because it's a bit, I don't know what's happened. She's like, Christopher! Christopher, what have you done? Hey, do you know what I've done? Oh, oh, oh. All right, yeah, no, don't, don't use the light. No, don't, don't touch the light at all for now. And my uncle, who is uh, an engineer and incredibly uh, sensible, and mm. uh, I think you've met him, Uncle Mike. Uh, yes, yes. Reads the instructions. Yeah. Massive yep. fan of reading the instructions. Yeah. And it, he, my dad had done something where he basically put wire that all the electricity runs through and managed to make it go onto the switch. It, it, he'd done something really, really stupid, incredibly dangerous. I'm very lucky to be alive. Um, my mm-hmm. uncle gave him a rope bollocking. He was like, you were not doing any electrics ever again. Get a professional in. Um, and there was something else he'd done in our shower room as well, where if you, if you had a shower and you went to take the, uh, the head of the shower to, uh, to like, wash your back or wash your bum, um, yep. and it, you'd get like a fizz as you were holding the... Uh, the shower, I was like, what, what on earth is that? And again, yeah. he'd done something with the electrics that he'd, he'd wired them in to the shower mm. head of our electric yes. shower. Yeah. And again, the, the professional electrician who came out was like, what on earth have you done here? He was like, I don't know, wake you up in the morning. He's like, no, it doesn't, Dad. It's probably going to kill us. Yeah, so. no, my, my friend Rob had a similar thing, and he's an electrician now. Uh, <laughs> but um, before he was an electrician, he'd wired in a shower, and something had something had gone on the shower. But he, he was just thinking that the pressure was really up, and he was like, oh, that's quite biting and tingly, and then he just suddenly <laughs> realised he was getting electrocuted by the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, Great it's stuff. gentle electrocution. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much for electric showers, I must admit. I prefer no, boiler, no, boiler drill. I'm not after that. But yeah. uh, so, so through lockdown, um, because I've been working at home, I thought oh, I'm going to need to have a dedicated workspace. So I thought I'll, I'll build myself a shed. And yeah. costochondritis took over, and I was like, okay, I can't build a shed. And no. my dad, bless him, was like, no, no, it's fine. I can, I can go and do that problem at all. I can, you order the shed, and I'll put the shed together for you. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> all my brothers were like, don't, don't let him do anything. Just get yeah. somebody to come and build the shed for you. I was like, I've tried, yeah. but he's already said he's going to. And he put the shed together, yeah. And it wasn't flush to the floor. And I was like, well, right. "Why is it doing that? That you can't have that." Like it was an inch between the panels and the flooring. He's like, "I don't, I don't know. I can't figure out what's going on." There's a, like a little bit of wood that was sticking out. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna saw that off. I was like, "Don't, I don't know if we need that." I'm like, "No, no, you're not gonna need that." And we just saw that. Off. <laughs> oh, damn it, no, it's not. It's not doing it. It's not doing it. I don't know what's going on. So my uncle Mike comes over the next day. Yeah. And does the classic, did any of you read the instructions? And Dad's like, no, no, didn't read the instructions. No, it's a shed, it's so easy to put together. And Uncle Mike opens up the instruction book and says, do you see these bits of wood? You remove those before assembly because they're there to protect the shed 
while it's in transit. He's like, ah, see, I told you, I told you we needed to get rid of those. It wasn't a problem me, me sawing them. <laughs> it's gone together fine now, but it's, it's just, it's just slightly wonky. It's like my dad, it leans slightly to the right with its political oh. ideology. <laughs> so it's, it's standing up. I think it's going to work okay, but it's, I was talking to my younger brother, William, about this, and he's yeah. just moved house. And uh, I was like, did you let Dad do anything when you were moving to? And his wife was like, no, we've said go and sort out the garden and you don't come into the house. It, was about, yeah. Uh, yeah. it must have been about 10 years ago, they moved into a flat in Warwick. And right. uh, my sister-in-law, Jo, I love her to bits, she's so brilliant. But she's like, your dad decided that the job he needed to do while we were still unloading the van was to build a chest of drawers. So he's, he's got it together, there's screws here, screws here, down near his buggered. And uh, Joe's like, great, okay, so just put that in the bedroom and, and then you don't need to do anything else. But because yep. he's my dad, and he's, God love him, he just wants to help. So yep. he thought, I'm just, I'm going to put a, put a picture out for you, uh, I'll hang the pictures in the lounge. And so he gets a hammer and nail, and no checking at all, just banging into the wall that he's, he'd never seen before, manages to hit an electrical wire that blows about a square foot of plaster off the wall, a huge amount of plaster <laughs> off the wall. And like they, they haven't even spent one night and they're like, oh, we're not getting our security deposit back, are we? That's not how it's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Ah! <laughs> Crazy stuff. But there's, there's just so many stories about my dad trying to do DIY and oh. it, it being okay, but it's just it's not quite, not quite there. Um, oh, but his, his favourite thing when he's wallpapering is yeah. uh, it's, it's so easy, so easy to wallpaper. You just once you've got the one bit up, it's not a problem. It's fine. So he yeah. came over. It'd be about two years ago to wallpaper my uh, my living room. I only wanted yeah. wall doing, and it was with um, book wallpaper because right. I think it, well, oh yeah yeah I know uh, this I know this stuff looks like you've got a library when you haven't looks like you've got a library. And, yeah. and my dad goes about four million miles an hour when he's doing anything. Yeah. And it's just like, I've got it, I've got it, I've got a system going on, it's brilliant. Finished the, just, just the one feature wall, took a step back and went, oh, bugger. And what we've done was not look at the wallpaper before putting the one strip up. Right. So just use the one, one bit of wallpaper. So the, the top bit is half a bookshelf. And that's, <sighs> that's all the way across. There's... There's no way of changing that at all. He just he finished it all. It took him about an hour. Well, you're just going to have to tell him that the library goes up the stairs into the top part, aren't you? Oh. Uh, near his bugger it done. Bless him. He's lovely. He loved a bit. And while I went <laughs> off to, uh, to go travelling, I think it was 2003, I went to um, yeah. Australia and New Zealand and did the backpacking thing. Nice. And uh, had, had dinner with Granny a couple of nights before I was leaving. And, yeah. uh, and in her very posh voice, she was like, no, darling, I think it's... I think it's lovely that you're doing this. I think it's, it's going to be very, very good for you. But darling, aren't you worried about on those long-haul flight flights getting that deep throat thrombosis? <laughs> <laughs> what, Granny? It's not, that kind of, it's not that kind of flight. Yeah, <laughs> just having the, uh, the stewardess walking down the aisle. Tea, coffee, cock. Uh, oh, I'll have the uh, tea, please. Oh, sorry, I'll have a cock. Um, Why not? I mean, if it's yeah, included if, in the price of the flight, it's, because you know, it's, it's a yeah. long flight. Uh, yeah. but bless her, she, she'd had a lot of father's gin at that point, so I don't think yeah. she quite knew what she was saying. Yeah, I mean, presumably for that kind of service, you've got to be in first class. <laughs> you wouldn't get it on Ryanair. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. There are literally billions and billions of podcasts out there. 
so the chances of finding intelligent life amongst them are so infinitesimally small as to not even be worth looking. Could you then have stumbled onto the one podcast where intelligent life could exist? No. No, you haven't. Actually, I almost feel like I should have your dad on an episode. I really don't think you should. I don't think the general public are ready for that. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> While it's, it's still in lockdown to, to inflict my father on anybody else. Who doesn't oh, know? So tempted. I'm so tempted. <laughs> he got so many cabin stories, I'm sure. Oh my goodness, he's got he's got tons. He's got tons and tons. Uh, he once lost Prince Philip's trousers, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> which is you're like, how, why why wasn't Prince Philip wearing any trousers? It's like, well, because wow. he's travelling in first class, so you have sleeper suits. Which uh, yes. I've got one. My dad um, took a, a sleeper suit off the uh, off first class. For us, um, and so I've, I've got a British Airways sleeper suit that, that he took in 1997 that I still wear that my mother hates. She's like, it's so old and it's falling put it in the pin. I don't want my sleeper suit. Um, so they, they have a little cabin, a uh, little wardrobe at the front of the cabin in first class where, where people's clothes go and then they can change into a sleeper suit in, in first class. And then they came into land and they couldn't find Prince Philip's trousers. And I too was BA and they lost my bloody trousers. They lost my trousers. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. What are we going to do? Crazy, crazy stuff. Oh. Brilliant. You said earlier that your dad was uh, helping you build the shed. Uh, uh, is this the shed that you're you're planning to do a future podcast from? It is indeed the shed I plan on on setting up so that I can do my own podcast, and it Brilliant. would be be very nerd based, very much around um, Harry Potter, the boy, the oh, boy, nice. the boy wizard. Um, well, you'll certainly have an audience for that. Well, I would hope so. I would hope that uh, there's still people who. Who want to listen to that and and uh, yeah. uh, are interested because it's it's so huge now that mm. you know it's, it, I think the when's the last film the last one was like a good fifteen years ago but it's still very much in people's forefront of ideas and uh, of, of things that they mm. like and you can still mm. get the merchandise you can still buy the book you can still see the films and yeah. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's still an audience for it but it's. Uh, See how we can do it. It wouldn't just be around Harry Potter. So it'd be very much nerd orientated with the Buffy and Angel, Firefly, uh, Joss Whedon universe, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So nice, nice, very we, nice. If we can get that sorted out, so very nice. It'd be, it'd be that, fun, that, I think. Will that be you and you and Bev doing that? That would be that would be me and, and the lovely Beverly who who very bravely took me on. Um, yeah, so lovely. It's, uh, She's she's fabulous. She's uh, well. She's I'm hoping to come down and help you wire up the shed at some point. Well, yes, yes. Once we <laughs> when can, you've got the carpet on the walls, when you've got the sound insulation and the carpet on the walls and stuff. Yep, very much so. Very very much so. When we can have people over again, we'll be you'll be the first oh, one, and you can bring some coffee, nice. so I can have something that tastes nicer than Nescafe yep. Gold Blend. You need a decanter of whiskey in there for when Papa visits. Oh, he's not allowed whiskey. That makes him really weird. So oh. he's he's never been allowed to drink whiskey. Uh, again, him and my uncle Mike, uh, they've both been banned because it was, it was one night, this is back in the 90s when everybody was a lot younger, uh, yeah. my father went crazy talking rubbish than he normally does after drinking whiskey. And my uncle on a walk came with my auntie Sass and yeah. his son Andrew decided that nobody loved him. So he hugged a lamppost for about 20 minutes. He goes, you don't love me. Nobody loves me at this lamppost. So they're not allowed to drink whiskey anymore. He's allowed a brandy. And uh, a huge quantity of gin. Um, I saw a documentary uh, a while ago about 
cosplayers and stuff. Um, and they it was presented by Malfoy. I can't remember the actor's name, unfortunately. Uh, Felton, Tom Felton. Tom Felton, thank you. Uh, fantastic documentary about cosplay, and uh, a couple of my friends are on there, Chris Stone and people like that. Phil Bowers from BBC Radio Stoke. And nice. um, it was a great, great documentary. And, and one of the interesting things that came out of that was some of the really obsessive Harry Potter fans mm. have used it to get through really hard times, almost like a mental health cushion kind of thing. It's like if if like people who've been bullied and things like that and they've had problems um in in the real world. It's almost like a kind of a lot of people use it as a sort of escapism. Very much so. Well, I hope to be a guest on your podcast at some point. Um, perhaps not. Perhaps not the Harry Potter one because I don't know very much about Harry Potter. Oh dear. Well, it's it's going to be it's, most of it will be centered around Harry Potter, but a lot of it will be just you know the the, the, the nerdy fringy fandom of society. Fringy of society. Fandom, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I, I I love people who are passionate about about something. Fantastic. Um, like like Harry Potter, like Star Trek, and nice. and Buffy the Vampire. Perhaps so I could my, come on and talk love. about space or something. Oh, Spaced. What a TV show. What a show. What a show. That just... Simon Pegg, you goddamn genius. Absolute amazing. Absolute amazing. Edgar Wright, my goodness. It just... It had everything that you want from a TV show and all the elements were just beautiful and everybody works so well together. Absolutely brilliant. uh, Watching it back now, I always thought I was Daisy. I always identified as Daisy. Like, oh, I'm a bit weird and just... Mm. I'm Daisy, yeah. yay. And, and watching it now, I'm definitely Marsha. <laughs> Marsha Klein. I'm sure I can resist its charms till tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I miss it so much. There's some fantastic uh, YouTube videos at the moment. I think it's GQ magazine. I apologise if it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Simon Pegg uh, re-watching scenes from Shaun of the Dead and talking about oh. the filming of them. So, like, when they did that Don't Stop Me Now thing with Queen, they couldn't have the music on set because they needed mics on set. So they all had earbuds with the music on so they could stay in time and stuff. And and just little stories like that. It's kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know. I Um, love Shaun of the Dead. It's it's great. Hot Fuzz as well. Oh, Hot Fuzz is brilliant. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is just fantastic. Yeah. And and I think that when they keep saying it's for the greater good, yeah. So I keep uh, keep chanting through these with the last four years of, of weirdness it's for the greater good. So yeah. better will come out of this chaos. Yeah, it has yeah, to. yeah. I've not seen Baby Driver yet because that's that's Edgar Wright, isn't it? Um, I believe it is. Yeah, um, I've not seen that either. I I was a massive Scott Pilgrim because I yes. I didn't know anything about uh, the comic books and, and just yep. watching that. It's one of my. I can go back and watch that film over and over again. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well, Helen, it's been an absolute delight, I have to say. I just have one thing to uh, to ask you before we before we wind up for the day. And uh, I Do ask this to all my interviewees. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know how appropriate it is, but we'll see. You kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, pants or boxers? Well, I'm, I'm very much big girl pants. I, I, I like both cheeks to be covered by some sort of material. Justification so, being being I like my bum cheeks to be warm. I also like the idea of a thong going right up me uh, my bum crack. Mm. It doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape, or form. And because I've had so many, it's like flossing, isn't it? It is. It is. 
And, you know, nobody, nobody needs to see that. And, and again, mm. because I've had so many visits up to, to A&E this year, I, w- I want some sort of dignity mm. if, if I have to be stripped down to my underwear. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd much rather have pants that come right up underneath the boob than, than this tiny bit of material. I can't argue so, with that. I can't argue with that. No. Um, it's strong justification from the house bells there. Yeah. That's it. yeah, I want both cheeks covered and my kidneys warm. Thank you very much. Nice, nice. And I think that's that's a lovely way to wind up. Helen? Um, let us know when your podcast starts and I will, I will ma- mention it in my future shows and make sure that oh, I share the link for you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute be delight amazing. as ever. And, it really uh, has. I, I think next time I'll actually be able to be in your, your fancy panty studio because that is, that that, is a thing that, of beauty. That will, be, that will be nice. But thank you so much for your for your time. And uh, also thank you, to, uh, thank you to Clean Feed for providing us with a connection so we can actually do this in yes. lockdown. And uh, I'll hope to speak to you um, in the near future. Thanks a lot, uh, Helen. And uh, I'll, I'll speak to you soon. So until next time, thanks for listening to A Couple of Drips. Take care, stay safe, and we hope to see you soon. Bye now. You've been listening to A Couple of Drips. The show was conceived and presented by Chris Granger and is a Cup the Mic production.